Welcome to Five Dubs by MDDC Press. I'm your host, Rebecca Snyder, the Executive Director of the Maryland, Delaware, and DC Press Association, which represents news media in our region. Five Dubs focuses on the who, what, when, where, and why of local news media. We'll talk with the journalists about the stories behind the news. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes or on our website, www.5-dubs.com. Welcome to Five Dubs. I'm Rebecca Snyder, and I'm here today with Joanna Sullivan, the editor-in-chief of the Baltimore Business Journal. Um, So I'm delighted to have you here today, Joanna. It's always nice to talk about the news media organization rather than, you know, the, the latest story. So it's good to have you here. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. I appreciate it. Sure. So um, I wanted to start off for those who may not be aware, um, the Baltimore Business Journal, uh, centered in Baltimore City, um, but covers uh, covers the greater Baltimore area and part of the American um, City Business Journal uh, family. So tell us a little bit about the BBJ and uh, sort of who you serve and, and uh, give us some more context. The Baltimore Business Journal came onto the scene here in Baltimore in 1983. Mm. Uh, We were part of then a very uh, small but growing chain of business journals uh, that were established to try to help small businesses get a piece of the action. Until that time, a lot of small businesses we're not in on the contracts, on the deals that were happening. And our founders decided we're going to give them the information they need to do that. So um, they started the paper, a, a paper in Kansas City, and it started spreading. We now have 46 publications mm-hmm. across the country. We're based out of Charlotte, American City Business Journals. We are owned by Advanced Publications. Mm-hmm. Um, and Condé Nast, which you might be familiar with, you know, a lot of their publications, their magazines, there are sister um, publications. So uh, we started here in Baltimore and we have been here ever since. And we have focused on breaking business news in Baltimore and the surrounding counties. Uh, we also look statewide issues as well. Uh, for a lot of our coverage areas like cannabis and technology. Sure. Well, and, and I think when you look at the business community, um, that does sort of permeate. Uh, you can't just say, oh, well, I'm going to cover the greater Baltimore area. Things that happen in the western part or the, the eastern part of Maryland really do affect um, everyone. So it's I think your, your uh, community has to be a little broader than you might have ordinarily chosen. We are, um, you know, we're lucky to have a sister publication in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and we do share stories with them because we'll, we'll kind of, uh, you know, look at some of the same areas. Howard County, uh, a lot of stories there affect both their market and our market. So uh, we have that benefit of having, you know, a whole nother newsroom in D.C., Oh, absolutely. And that's a totally different ball of wax going, going to D.C. for sure. <laughs> So do you feel like the BBJ still kind of uh, goes to the founders' visions of serving small business and a small business such a, a driver for the economy, and you have all that 
data in the back of the book um, that can really be used as leads lists and whatnot. So are you still really focused on, on small business? Our readers span um, everything from small businesses, a lot of small business owners, uh, mm -hmm. to big businesses, big companies, um, executives, uh, people, you know, looking to uh, improve their careers as well as their, their own businesses. So uh, we have a, a very wide readership of mm -hmm. business people. Um, we try to find those companies where our focus is on small business, those companies that are emerging, you know, um, and we write about them first. And, and it's a pleasure to watch them get big. I mean, I remember when Kevin Plank came in with some t-shirts in our conference room, you know, years ago. Um, so watching, you know, that company now has been, you know, fascinating, but we have other examples of, of that, you know, you're not going to find some of these companies that are raising money right now, the startups anywhere else. Um, but, you know, we love them because we know that, you know, one day they might be the big, next big employer. Right. Well, and, and that's how things should go. You know, you have your small business, you sort of, you knew them when. Um, and I think that also one of the, the particular areas that I see you guys really excelling in is housing and, or excuse me, the, the real estate community. Um, and of course that relates to, to office space, but I'm thinking of some of the reporting that um, Melody Simmons has done around Harbor Place and sort of the effect of kind of those big, big ticket items on the local business community. Um, what have been some stories or, or things that you feel like have been particularly helpful or useful to your community over the years? Oh, um, I would say, God, there's so many. And I, that's a tough question. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a fast moving thing. So sometimes I laugh that I don't remember what we wrote last week, but some of, sure. one of the things that really stands out is, uh, about five years ago, six years ago, we did a series called Stop Apologizing Baltimore. You know, we just mm. were constantly, you know, hearing Baltimore is horrible. You know, all the sub suburbs hate Baltimore. Uh, people don't want to come into Baltimore. So we decided we're going to look at this whole phenomenon, like where people felt bad, like, oh, I live in Baltimore and I like it. I do live in Baltimore and I like it. But uh, so <laughs> and you know, businesses were always saying that, yeah, we're based in Baltimore, or we saw businesses changing their dateline to Washington because they had a Washington office. So we decided to look at, hey, you know, Baltimore, uh, what are you all about? And let's highlight some of the good. And we highlighted small businesses. We highlighted, you know, community, you know, activists, who are trying to, you know, change the image of Baltimore. And it really resonated. We ended up having events and, um, you know, really talking about Baltimore's uh, inferiority complex. Um, mm -hmm. That was one thing. But I think, you know, I see it. I see the impact every day with, you know, the news that we provide. It's very, you know, specific to our readers, helping them get an inside track on deals and, you know, our real estate coverage, you know, enables people to find out a company's moving to town before they do the big announcement. So mm -hmm. you can get in early. We broke the Great Wolf Lodge story in Cecil County that that was coming mm -hmm. and it's 
giant, you know, we've been following That's it huge. ever since. Um, so, you know, you see that impact. I mean, one story I'd like to tell our book of lists, which is a list of all, you know, many different industries. Uh, one list we have, which actually goes to press today, is our list of 100 private sector employers. So mm -hmm. who has the most people? Um, who employs the most people? It's Johns Hopkins Hospital right now. But there was somebody looking when um, the Ravens were owned by the Models and they were looking for somebody to buy the team. A mm -hmm. sports broker was looking through our book of lists and said, who's this person that owns all these companies called Arrowtech? And um, so it was a man named Steve Bashotti who owned those companies. And he found that in the book of lists and he contacted him and Steve Bashotti bought the Ravens. That's a great story. I had no idea. Yeah. So uh, John Moog, who was the, who um, was the business, you know, the broker on that, uh, told that story and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's great actionable uh, information. There's so many times where, you know, you're looking for data, you're looking for information and that the book of lists is, is so useful and, and well-reported and accurate. And is that, that spans all, all your sister publications, you know, obviously the information yeah. is from Baltimore, but um, is, is that a, I wanted to better understand some of the interplay between the publications, because I know like your, your women of excellence event that, um, and your mentoring Monday actually in February, that seems to be a, um, an event that's carried in a, in a lot of different markets. So how does that, how does that help you or sometimes maybe even hinder you from doing some of the work that you want here in the area? Well, you know, our, we're based out of Charlotte and we get a lot of support from our corporate folks, especially corporate editorial. Uh, we have, we still have a lot of autonomy. Like when it comes to news judgment, you know, we make our own decisions, you know, what's going in our newsletter every day, other than our national stories that mm -hmm. you will find there. Um, but we do, we're getting a little bit more uh, cohesive, which I think is helping us in um, some of our events, Mentoring Monday started as a national event, but we're trying to bring more um, cohesiveness to like some of our awards events, like 40 under 40, all of the markets do it. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to create more of a national like database of 40 under 40 people. And sure. um, we have different names for some of them, like Women of Excellence, um, we um, so you'll find that some of the markets, you know, we look almost all the same. You know, our websites are run out of uh, Charlotte, mm -hmm. uh, so our look is the same. Our print papers we redesigned about uh, nine years ago to make them look uh, similar. So if you go to Cincinnati, you'll see Cincinnati Business First, and it'll look mm -hmm. a lot like us. Mm -hmm. um, and increasingly, we're we're doing that, but our focus remains, you know, being very local. Um, sure. So uh, you're going to see, you know, local stories that are going to dominate our coverage. And I see that in, in events. I think that um, the BBJ does a good job of, or I guess it's American City Business Journals, does a good job of like 
creating the brand that can be seen in a lot of markets and providing a framework for you to do your best work. Um, you know, it, it, so, you know, when I go to events, it is very locally driven. It feels very, it doesn't feel like, okay, here's your pre-manufactured, you know, event. But for instance, I went to Mentoring Monday in, in February, I guess it was, and there was um, a, a higher keynote that came in through video um, that, that was able to run in all markets, but then all the mentors were fabulous women from the local community. And so I think it's an interesting balance to bring some of the, um, the benefits of the larger scale, but still keep the relevance to the local community. Um, and, and, and so, you know, and having that, you know, that large scale database that you can draw on for national things is really helpful. Um, so I, I just think you, you've done a nice job on, on blending it for sure. I think that's what's kept us alive is being a local, you know, having a niche, you know, mm -hmm. we're not trying to compete with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, we're not trying to compete with, you know, the New York Times for like na on national stories, like if the Federal Reserve raises the interest rates, you know, we'll try to put that into context uh, for our readers. Um, like we had somebody out covering, you know, the local um, Federal Reserve CEO the other day, and he talked about interest rates. So that was our way to you know, get into that story. And he was addressing local bankers. Um, so there's always an angle for us, mm -hmm. um, you know, locally. And, um, you know, that's why people turn to us because you're not going to find that anywhere else. Sure. And I, I wanted to touch on sort of the community that you serve and how you serve that community. So you have the publication, you have a pretty robust website, you have events, but can you talk about, and this is, I think, partly within the news media industry, everyone's looking for different platforms and ways to connect with their communities. So can you tell us a little bit about sort of the the channels or, or what you do, how you connect? Yeah, we see, you know, events as a, an integral part of our coverage and our, you know, providing, you know, news and information. Uh, yesterday, we had an event and it was our... Um, Inno Fire Awards, and we had a panel discussion. And Inno is our tech brand, mm -hmm. um, and we had a discussion on funding. And we had a lot of um, startups in the audience. And on the panel, we had funders. Um, we had uh, a um, somebody from Tedco. We had someone from um, Johns Hopkins University Ventures, Kristen uh, mm -hmm. Weiskill. And, you know, we provided this great information to uh, the people there. And I'll also write about it so, to our readers as well about the trends in funding. And we've, we're finding out that a lot of uh, rich families looking to put their money in somewhere where they can get a return are looking at tech, mm -hmm. uh, which, yeah. So, you know, that's a that's another way we provide information. We see our events as a chance for the community to meet uh, other people, the business people. Uh, we have our power 10, uh, which is like very powerful, influential people. And we're going to have that event in September, September 7th. We're going to announce today who those people are and people who go there, you get like 
10 plus our Lifetime Achievement Award winner in the same room with you. And this is a chance to make connections and valuable connections Absolutely. Um, with some of the biggest companies. And um, so we always see them, you know, as an integral part, it makes it for a different kind of journalism experience, like mm -hmm. uh, where events play such an important role in your, you know, in what you do, even for the editorial side, you know, our reporters uh, lead panel discussions, um, you know, we pick honorees for our awards programs, you know, we debate their merits and, you know, a lot of it is from our knowledge of the market. Mm -hmm. Well, and that is very different from traditional journalism where that separation between sort of the ad side and the editorial side was very, very distinct. Um, has that been sort of a, a journey or have you, have you, um, uh, you're, it sounds like you're seeing the benefits of of having more sort of cross pollination. But then, how do you keep your neutrality and your objectivity in the reporting? Well, we are always very separate from the ad department, you know. Um, so the events, you know, we consider our content as part of the events, but we don't mm. get involved with the sponsors. They have no say on who we pick. Um, you know, advertisers never have a say on what we write about. Uh, we we keep that wall uh, very um, strong between the two departments. We work with the events, but only in the in the content. Um, and it sounds like that's that's the um, that it's another platform or channel. So it, it's just sort of a live um, sort of news as it's happening um, yeah. aspect in an event. We try to position our reporters and editors as experts on mm -hmm. you know, things in business. So we encourage them to sit on panels, moderate panels, go on YPR, go on, you know, WBAL, if, if they want to, you know, interview you about, you know, something that we've written about. Um, so it's, um, it's just a chance for, you know, to really brand ourselves as, you know, the business experts. Um, but all the while, you know, we maintain that, you know, neutrality. Uh, mm -hmm. We're good. We might, hand an award to a CEO one week, but the next week, you know, if he gets sued or he gets fired, we're writing that story as well. So it's the, you know, the good and the bad. Right. And, you know, I think one thing that's really unique um, in about the BBJ is that you have not only um, a woman publisher and a woman of color as your publisher, but you are one of the, the, uh, it's increasing, but there's still far fewer female editor in chief roles than than um, than there should be. So, how does that kind of color what you all hope to achieve in in Baltimore and with the BBJ? Does it play into anything? Um, you know, I think it's you know it's been interesting because I started covering banking. Um, it was my first beat at the BBJ when I was a reporter and it's a very male dominated industry. And um, then I went to American Banker newspaper where I was covering, you know, conferences where I was the only woman in the in the auditorium. And I remember one time being in Wisconsin for an agricultural banker conference and somebody coming up to me and say, oh, is your husband in the room? I'm like, no, <laughs> I think it enabled me to. Um, get, you know, a different perspective in um, business news at times, you know, like 
I've been a big proponent of our Enterprising Women event over the years. Um, and what's important to me is making sure that there's future uh, business journalists who are women and going for editor roles. I've been big on developing, you know, our staff, both both men and women. I, I you know, I want to, you know, advance their careers. But I think, um, you know, I'm not going to say it hasn't had any effect. You know, obviously I was in college in the 80s and, um, you know, things were not as, you know, progressive as they are now, but um, it just ne it's never stopped me from going for things or going for the interview. I mean, I've had my, I'm sure you've had this too, you know, just interesting stories about how people- There's always interesting to stories. <laughs> people react to you. I had a, one time I had lunch with this uh, managing partner of a law firm and he asked me, and in all seriousness, he asked me, so do, your job seems very hard. Does your husband help you with it? <laughs> so he passed, he has since passed away. And I noted a couple months ago, I saw that his firm just named a female managing partner. And I thought. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes just by virtue of playing that role or having that, <clears throat> that uh, position, you can, send a signal or send a, you know, it is important to have people that look like you in positions of power. And it's, and for Rhonda as publisher, it's, it's doubly important. There are very few black publishers in, in our area and just providing a, a, a pipeline or a, um, a recognition like this can happen. You know, this is, this is normal. This is not a, Ooh, you're the only, you know, like, I think that is something that the world, the working world needs and, you know, progress is, is all around us. And I'm glad that you've been able to um, sort of make your way, but also help others come up as well. So that's, that's terrific. And so what's on, on deck for the BBJ? Do you have anything interesting planned that we should know about or anything you want to highlight coming up? Uh, well, we, uh, coming into our very busy fall season where we will have our uh, 2024 book of lists will debut in December. And we have a, a theme that we're excited about. We're taking pictures for it now. So um, exciting. We're at growth in, um, in Maryland. Uh, we have our power 10 CEO of the year awards on September 7th, our CFO awards on October 3rd. Oh, wow. <laughs> And, um, you know, we're just really excited about um, what's coming up for the fall. We have a, a summer series coming out in August on mergers and acquisitions mm -hmm. uh, and a very interesting local take on uh, M&A in the region. So, oh, and so that is on. we are not having a slow summer. There's been so much news this past few weeks. Oh, absolutely. It seems like there's never a slow summer anymore, but uh, yeah. that's, that's what you get in the news, in the news world. Um, so I'm really excited to hear more about what you're doing. We'll have you back um, maybe to talk about some of the, the things that you're doing a little bit later. Um, and I really appreciate you coming out to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. I appreciate it.
Thanks for listening to Five Dubs with Rebecca Snyder. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts so that others can find us. What do you want to know about local journalism? Email me at rsnyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, at mddcpress.com. Interested in supporting our podcast and journalism? Please donate to our 501c3 Press Foundation. Find out more and see the full episode list and show notes at www.5-dubs.com.